Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome. Okay, wait. I thought we decided we weren't going to formally. I know that. I, I just wanted to put that in. It's your it's your introduction. I know it's my introduction. So what I've decided we're going to do today is to talk about your haircut first because it was the first thing I noticed, and so. For those of you out in the crowd, uh, David got a haircut. It looks very short. One might call it a buzz cut. And uh, so tell us, uh, is this your usual haircut, David? Is this yes. what you walk around with on a regular basis? Yes. And what do you ask for when you get to, do you go to a barber? Do you go to a lady? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I go to, I think I go to Supercuts or I used to go to a barber shop. I mean, it, to me, it's it's not that big of a deal as far as, you know, who who does it. It's it's the same haircut and and everything else. Um, so, so it's, you, you were telling me before we started rolling, you get a a number zero. Okay, so for everybody I that does, zero was like bald. That's what yeah, I thought. And you are not is. bald. You are just very buzzed. Yeah. So what? In, so for everybody out there. So anybody who does hair is going to know what I'm talking about. Um, so when you go get your haircut, they offer for men, you know, they have a variety of numbers, zero through three, I think. And so zero is the absolute takes everything off, like bald, bald, yeah. worse than military. Right. And then as you progressively go up. So I get is a zero. I think it's a three. I think a three is, I, I'm not sure. It's something Anyways, yeah. Okay, continue. So, um, the reason I get a zero is because I'm on medication that actually um, my hair grows extremely fast, and okay. like this which is, is honestly I, like he has a good head of hair, ladies and gentlemen, which is rare in these times. So, congrats! So, thank <laughs> you, thank you. Um, now I am going to have to get this haircut in two weeks. Like I go, literally, I go, and I shouldn't, but I go months without getting cut. And if if anybody, so the picture, if so, anybody who's listening to the podcast and follows this knows that that that's a nice head of hair on there, and it's like it's it looks professional, but it's it's not. Um, but seriously, so I ended up getting a cut um, the other day, last week. Okay, and so wait. it's been only four days. I'm going to and... interrupt. Oh, wait. So it was even shorter? Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. Okay, David, what do I need to do to convince you to maybe try a different haircut just in case? Like just something maybe a little bit more stylish? I have had. A little less maybe, number zero? Well, I've had a flat top. I don't know. That's, do you know what that is? I can believe that. Was it the 90s? No. It wasn't? No, you didn't carry it into the thousands, did you? I did. Oh, As no. As a matter of fact, I've, I've had a couple of, and... Um, That's not the style I was thinking for you, but uh, honestly, I'm, I'm sure you rocked it. Uh, is it matter? Okay, so I'm going to get up real quick. I'll be, you know, get, no, we're no, rolling no, right no, now, but no, no, no. I want to show you a picture. No, I know, um, I know. Well, let's, you can show up. me after. You, you can, you can no, no, keep we'll talking. I'll be right back. And then put it on your, we'll put it on the Instagram. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, he left. Um, it's just me now. So uh, I've always been really into hair. I am a hair person. I have had all the hair and now I'm actually a hair TikTok influencer. You can find me at, at Elise Ivers. I'm a curly hair specialist. So yeah, hair has always been like a big part of my life, which is probably why I was like, what happened to your head, David? So 
Uh, he's going to show. So I, I, so I'm so back and I'm going to put it up on my, Inst- on the Instagram too, yeah. but I wanted to show her first. Yeah. Show me first. So I can, oh, I can barely see it guys. Um, yeah. Bring it a little closer. Maybe it's okay. Yeah. All right. So basically what I'm getting from this, you guys, is that David is a gym coach from 96 <laughs> and he's just missing the whistle. And also, like, basically the tiny gym shorts, you know, and then, like, telling everybody to keep running. That's what that looks like. But, uh, yeah, no, so that that was back in 2017? Okay. Okay, well, it's time for a new cut, and I'll be sending you pictures of what you should be looking for. All right. So what are we doing today? By the way, thank you, and thank you for coming, everyone. This is Real Talks. We talk about movies. We talk about movie news. We talk about celebrities. We're even going to start watching movies that we've never seen before that are that are embarrassing that we haven't seen them, considering we're movie people. And then we're going to start reviewing them, and that's going to be on Rewatch Wednesdays. Wait, what are we calling it? Rewatch Wednesdays. Yes, Rewatch Wednesdays. Rewatch Wednesdays, everybody. Uh, I'm going to watch things that I should have watched, uh, such as um, – okay, I thought of another one. I haven't watched Snatch. I haven't watched oh, – I haven't seen Snatch either, oh, so okay. that's – we could do one so together. Good. And then I haven't seen, I think it's called like Hot Fuzz. No, Is I haven't that... seen that one. That's yeah, with, I feel um... like those are things that people talk about yeah. when they talk about things. So the first three weeks of this is already planned out. Yeah. So I just, as a matter of fact, I just sent her, I just sent Alicia the trailers mm-hmm. for Steve Jobs, starring Michael know. Fassbender and Kate Winslet. Unbelievable yes. movie directed by Danny Boyle. Mm-hmm. And then. In all time, all time great film that I don't know if she's a movie fan. I don't know. And by the way, if your brother hasn't seen this, I'll be shocked too. Is Heat? No. Well, yeah. I don't think. So I sent her the the trailer on the pod for that one. Yeah. I didn't watch the trailer. I don't want to. I don't want to watch the trailer. I'm going to go in completely like not knowing anything. Oh my. Yeah. Anybody who see this trailer that I'm talking about, it's okay. Yep. You're, you're gonna love it. And I'm by the way, it doesn't seem like three hours. And coincidentally, before we get started today, um, so Michael Mann, as anybody famous director, he's put out twelve or thirteen films, including Collateral, oh, Miami Vice. Yeah, he, he's done all of these other films. Mm-hmm. He actually just wrote or co-wrote E2. Right, which and this has I been like thirty this years. It's gonna be like a thing because I just don't know why anybody would build on something that most people consider to be like a masterpiece. Yeah, right? and it really, yeah. So, anyways, but that was in the past. We're gonna move on to the future. We have a lot to get to today, guys. Yeah. Oh, um, excellent. And I don't know any of it, so I'm gonna be blind no. reacting to whatever the hell. So I have. There's five. There's actually five stories. We may go with only four. Um. So you have your choice of sad news, birthday, um, streaming. So yeah, I okay, would say I this. Or do you have one more? Yeah. So you you have your choice of sad news, sad news, birthdays, birthday, or streaming, or what? Ezra Miller. Another which Ezra Miller thing. Yeah, and I'll I'll tell you okay, which one it is. Let's save that one just because we continue to talk. Okay. About Okay, let's do streaming because I'm in the mood for more shows or okay. movies. Well, unfortunately, if you have HBO Max, you're not going to be getting more shows. 
according oh, to a lot of oh. okay go ahead according Sorry. to uh hbo max they are pulling 20 original titles from their streaming collection and this is to basically combine and and collaborate and everything else all of their uh streaming catalogs and variety is the first one to put this out and what this is going to do is they're going to save money on not only the shows themselves, but the residuals for the shows. Okay. And they're going to cut everything that is basically disposable. And so nonetheless, um, yeah, so they're, they're going to get rid of 20 shows. And, um, you know, it, it's just, it, I've always said that this whole um, this whole thing isn't going to get completely sorted out until the end of the year. Once January 1st comes, then we're going to see a brand new, H, you know, Warner Brothers, Discovery, whatever. And on the other side of the coin, okay, not only are they cutting their shows, but they just laid off 14% of its staff this week. HBO. HBO Max. Aren't they putting a paywall up? Did you already say that? They're like, uh, well, doing this extra extra well, you want to do the well pick. they probably will at some point because they're gonna have like to recoup a, their money yeah like a ooh a suit, like the membership and then you got to get the special membership yeah. for other things and so hbo max has ever since the earnings call a couple of weeks ago you know they've been slashing and burning they've been not only cutting shows they've been cutting you know employees they just canceled the $90 million streaming um, movie Batgirl starring Le- uh, Leslie Grace, who, uh-huh. you know, they worked on that for over a year and they cut that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, they're just slashing and burning at this point to try and um, take care of what they have to. So, but yeah, so they're going to be cutting 20 shows and, you know, I mean, I know they cut Generation, yep. uh, and they Summer cut, Camp Island, Infinity Train, a bunch of other things. So yeah, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, we'll see what happens. But you know what? This is interesting because HBO is considered, in my opinion, to be one of the top tier streaming platforms, and we've been kind of scoffing at you know Netflix, which has honestly been like drilling out mediocre work for a while and then every once in a while they do something really really good like the queen's gambit um or like uh what the the irishman anyway so um we've been making fun of them for you know cutting a whole bunch of people and and then um now hbo is doing it what do you think is going on that all these cuts are being made in like staff do you think there's something we don't know like there's something we should be looking out for like what you would think streaming is at an all-time high everyone i know watches all the shows like the same shows and like well i think it's a couple of things number one i think your netflix has been in trouble so getting back to what you were talking about netflix and hbo max netflix is they've just been in a nosedive for the last six months i mean between cutting between layoffs the biggest problem with Netflix is that they don't have any ad revenue. So you cannot advertise your your shows on it. So 
As a matter of fact, I believe at the end of this calendar year, they're going to be losing. So Netflix is going to be losing maybe 10 or 12 major, major shows in their licensing, and it's going away. So when you hear about a streaming service spending $600 million, for example, it's all about the licensing. So, for example, The Office is no longer going to be on Netflix. Friends is no longer going to be on Netflix. Um, a bunch of other shows, I don't have it in front of me, but there are a bunch of other shows that are people, that we were just talking about Rewatch Wednesdays, Rewatch shows, literally. Seasons and seasons and seasons and seasons. So that's something. Mm-hmm. Then when you have, you know, a streaming company like a Netflix spend $150 million on The Irishman. Yeah. With, you know, arguably one of the greatest casts of all time, director, everything else, and they used all this CGI. The problem is they're not getting any of this money back. It's not like this was released in theaters and it made $100 million domestic or $100 million overseas. So where are you going to get that back? And what you were just referring to is the paywall. This is how they're going to start doing advertising and, Hmm. you know, no commercials and everything else. And it's going to be very interesting to see how the uh, how the streaming service is going to survive, because a lot of people, they're not going to want to pay an extra three or four dollars. No. Okay, well, you know, it's kind of like YouTube TV. Well, you, you know, you don't have to pay. You have to pay this much in order to get no ads. Well, are, are people actually going to do that? And here's something else. The theaters have been thriving for the past. This, I mean, I've talked about this before. It's, I call it the summer of the comeback. Right. Okay. Well, we've had five movies um, make over $100 million opening weekend and the whole amount of money. Which is like was almost three years. billion dollars. Yeah. And if you actually want to go back and listen to the, the midsummer report I did, you can do that. But it's just one of those things where it's made three billion dollars. Now, all of that being said, I think people are gonna to want to put their dollar into a theater rather than a streaming service. Because what you were just talking about, like the Queen's Gambit and the yeah. Crown and all of these great shows. Netflix can't market to save their lives. For every one show that they have that's fabulous, they have four or five other shows that are terrible. Yeah, hundred percent. It's almost they crank them out. Although I have to note, by the way, for all those uh, all the people out there that do watch the good, like the good Netflix shows, uh, they dropped two really popular ones that are back, and it's funny because they're both like Indian culture related. One is Never Have I Ever. And the other one is Indian Matchmaker. And they dropped them both in very close proximity. And I have to say, like, I think those are two of some of the most, like, popular shows. And, uh, and, then, and then there'll be nothing. Then there won't be anything for a long time. Now, so, let me ask you a question. So Disney Plus has figured out that if you do week by week, and as a matter of fact, I just started watching She-Hulk today. And oh, we might actually okay. do. I... It was only 30 minutes. I, I've gotten okay. through about half of it, but I love it. Okay, I love cool. it. So I'm going to do, I might say, so I might go on a space tonight and, and talk about She-Hulk. But nonetheless, by the way, if you do want to join me on the on this space, on Twitter, uh, come join me. 
the uh, handle, if you can follow me, my handle is wannabe rounder. That's W A N N A B E R O U N D E R. But nonetheless, let me ask you this question. Would you be su- subject to somebody that is like binging, like you'll watch all the shows of your favorite show in one sitting? Or would you rather a week by week by week periodical basis? Um, okay, for my mental and uh, for my mental health and overall motivation, uh, I would they should only be giving me one a week, honestly, because I will sit down and binge all of it. Um, and it's it's hard for me to have self-control about that, although I've gotten better at it over the years, I'd say. Um, cause like maybe I'll watch it while I'm doing something where I can, and then I'll turn it off. But it's like the, the need to like, keep, you know, it's like reading a really good book. It's all there for you. You know, you can just keep reading. So I feel like it, it kind of brings you back to the original TV platform in order to like have to wait. But then I honestly often feel like the, like the seasons are too short or, or like, Oh, that's it. You know, like when you're waiting one one episode so anyways yeah no absolutely and that and that's the thing about and that's what that's why you have like a show like wandavision that's the number one show in the world because it was you know it's a progressive thing from week to week to week and now mm-hmm. with she hulk it's you know and all these other things it's like disney plus has figured it out anyways enough about streaming so where do you want to go right, to right, next so the next thing i want is uh, Sad news. Let's do sad okay. news. So Wolfgang Peterson, a Hollywood director. Now, you probably don't know the name off the top of your head, but I'm sure you've seen. Have you seen The Perfect Storm with George Clooney? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. Air, in fact, air, underrated in a lot of ways. Okay, continue. Air Force One. Oh, of course. Yeah. In the Line of Fire. Mm, not that one. Yeah. So... He, uh, I was, Troy is probably, I mean, it is a Brad Pitt movie, but I don't think you would have seen that. But, um, anyways, Wolfgang Peterson died over the weekend. Um, uh, and so he passed away. Another one. Yeah. So, I mean, his, his, um, his list of films though is pretty astounding in the, uh, he also did Dust Boot, which basically is... I saw that! Dude, that was a crazy film. I had to take war films, or I didn't have to. I chose to take war films in college, which is honestly, that was one of the most interesting classes I've ever taken. Dust Boot was probably one of my favorites. It was so, like, freaky. It was submarine, right? It was a submarine yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, that was a crazy film. Yeah, I was nominated for six Oscars. Damn. Um, so, but yeah, so... And yeah, so he he passed away, and so... His very first film was in 1984, The Neverending Story. Oh, no. I used to watch that, and now I literally don't know how. I mean, I am a traumatized person. Uh, but, you know, not necessarily because of that movie, but it could be. Because it was yeah. a very traumatizing movie. Yeah. So, but, yeah, he, he passed away. But, yeah, so it's it's one of those things where you get to actually watch the films and you go, wow. I forgot how good this was. Maybe you haven't seen it in a while or whatever. So, but yeah, uh, Wolfgang Peterson, we lost him at 81. So, okay. So now we've got a couple left. We've got birthday. So we've got 
a birthday, two birthdays, okay. and a new picture, okay. and Ezra Miller. Let's go Ezra to get him out of the way, because I literally don't know how possibly, like, he could... Con- is this another thing, or is this an update no, on the... No. Oh, no, no, no. Believe it or not, so he's come in. <laughs> I think he oh, may have... Oh, he's, he's like getting... He's, he's, he he's going to go get help. So he's going to go seek treatment for his, quote, complex mental health issues. Um, okay. Which, so honestly, he, I totally believe he has. He, he issued a statement um, the other day. And he said, having gone through some recent time, a time of intense crisis in my life, um, I now understand that I'm suffering from com- uh, complex mental health issues and have begun ongoing treatment. I want to apologize to everyone that I have alarmed and upset with my past behavior. Mm-hmm. I'm comp- committed to doing the necessary work to get back to a healthy, safe, and productive stage of my life. Um, so th- this is good. This is a good. Uh, this is a good thing, not only for him personally, not only for him professionally. But now Warner Brothers can move on. It's 100% good for him professionally, and it's definitely good for Warner Brothers. Do I believe these are the sentiments of the actual Ezra Miller? I don't. But, you know, I think his publicist wrote a really good. And so there are a couple of other. Oh, go ahead and finish your thoughts. This means that he's going to get the treatment he clearly needs. If it's because, you know, maybe he finally got iron, you know, what is his feet? His feet were put to the fire, perhaps, perhaps like something really big was like, okay, I can't ignore this anymore. I got to go in or whatever it is. Getting treatment is good. I'm hoping that it was his choice to do so, because I'm sure if anybody knows addicts or know anything about addiction, unless they choose to do anything about it, not that he's an addict, but like getting help in any way needs to be the, uh, by the way, I keep saying he and I should say they, but uh, getting the help that they need needs to be their choice and not a business decision. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, This is, this is good. As I said, not only for him as a person, not only for him professionally, but Warner brothers can now breathe a little bit of a sigh of relief because they don't have, they have, well, now a couple of things happen. Number mm-hmm. one, they have a window. They have a window of about six or eight months before the flash comes out, which means uh, if, yeah. he if he can, can get actually, well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. If he can actually get better, if they can get better, um, what ends up happening is now maybe he can, they can do for that. Um, and oh. so, and so. Then what ends up happening is with DC, with all their slashing and burning and everything, Warner Brothers Discovery, maybe they can actually start a, quote, hard reset of the DCEU mm-hmm. because that's what David Zasloff wanted. They've been trying so, to hard reset for so long. These well, and, poor, and the thing know, is, the Flash was going to be the beginning of the reset. Well, now maybe things can well, get actually put on they schedule. They hitched their pony to the wrong cart. <laughs> no, you're yeah. right. They took well, off without him, you know. So yeah. Uh, well, now we'll see if this gets pushed back. I mean, and so it's supposed to come out at the end of July, and then the next uh, week is Indiana Jones Five, whatever uh, about that. But the point is, let's see how. I'll be curious to see by the beginning of the the first of 
the year mm-hmm. if he's able if they're able to actually go to press. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I almost feel like if all goes well, which you know, like since when does that ever happen? But if if he if he happens to pull Robert Downey Jr., um, then maybe they can push it to fall films, which is or not fall winter, you know, like winter. Uh, yeah. the the magic time when you can release something and it becomes like a very big possibility of you know a good comeback or whatever. I think that would be smart if they. I'll if be they honest with it. you. You bring up a great point, and I don't even think you realize you did. If I'm Ezra Miller, and I know there's a couple different things there. If I'm Ezra Miller, and you know that the, maybe not him personally, but his agent might, or you know through connections. I'm reaching out to RDJ. Oh, yeah. Imagine. And be like, hey, listen, I need some advice, guy. I know you went through some things in, you know, your time. I need to talk to you. And how did you get clean? And how did you stay clean? And how did you, you know, this, this, and this, and, and go from there? Because you may see, if this, if this all goes well, you may see the second coming of an Ezra Miller. Well, okay, listen, though. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. was way more famous than Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller is kind of a blip on the radar who seems to just not stop making noise. Um, Whereas Robert Downey Jr. was brilliant, even when he was all f***ed up. Like, I mean, when he played Charlie Chaplin, like, it was just, he had a career and then he, he ruined it. And everyone was like, man, that's too bad. He was so talented. He had such a good career. And then he you know, made a comeback. So I just feel like, I don't feel like Ezra Miller has the star power, but he could maybe, maybe he could. And yeah, of course, reaching out to anybody who has gone through a really rough patch publicly and then come back and was able to make something of themselves. I mean, who would have thought that uh, RDJ would uh, have done what he did with, you know, a superhero movie, much less. So yeah, that's a possibility. And the fact that we're still talking about him. True. Great mean, it was only a week. Good press for him, apparently. Yeah. But the fact that we're still saying his name, and he may not be as big as a Robert Downey Jr., but mm-hmm. he's still in the news. Yeah. He's still being talked about. So publicity right there is, is that's good, as good as gold. So it's good. This is a to-be-continued situation. I'm yeah. going to be very curious to see what happens by the first of the year. Because if he can then, and I wouldn't be shocked. Don't be shocked in February of next year. If they think things are going well, don't be shocked if Warner Brothers spends $12 million and puts a flash uh, trailer out on the Super Bowl. Mm. And in that way, it's like, we're not doing it right now, but get ready. It'll be sort of like the soft opening, you know, like they're testing the waters. They're going to see people come out of the woodwork saying like, no, he's a bad person. I have to say, uh, Ezra uh, Miller, I mean, the cancel cancel culture has calmed way down. So, I mean, not completely, obviously, people are still getting canceled. But I have to say, if he if they had pulled this a couple years ago, forget it. You're done. You know, like you're absolutely done. Never come back to this town again. It's over. You know, there was absolutely no mercy. But I have to say that rehabilitation and uh, 
you know, kind of seeing a comeback is something I think everybody really needs right now. So really, yeah. this could be yeah. great for him. Okay, well, let's move on, though, to birthday. Yeah. So now that that's done, we've got um, we've got a birthday in an upcoming movie. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So the, it's basically birthdays. Which one? Yeah. So, all right. Um, so I did another podcast with somebody else. So everybody knows James Cameron. Yes. Avatar, well, everybody, Aliens, Terminator. If you don't know who James Cameron is, turn us off. and Exactly. <laughs> There's plenty of movies. Go watch just, them. Come back. Yeah, go, go watch. So, come back. Okay. So James Cameron just turned 68. Wow. And, um, okay. Yeah. And so, of course... And as I said in the, uh, as I said in the other podcast the other day, he's probably the biggest director not named Spielberg, Scorsese, or Stone mm. in Hollywood. Um, just because, and the amount of money that his movies have generated is insane. It's almost like I, I don't have the number in front of me. It's close to seven billion dollars. He has directed two two billion dollar films. He has three Oscars. I mean. It, what he's done for the whole technology of 3D and CGI is revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Um, no, he's he's kind of the father of like, I'm going to put a movie out with very little script or character development, but it's going to be really cool. Like, yeah, in my opinion, like, it's just so, sort of like, oh, OK. Yeah. And, and so he course you know the way of water is coming out in a couple months and then it's interesting because you know everybody's looking for i mean that's probably the second biggest movie left this year next to wakanda forever mm-hmm. um but nonetheless the couple years after that we got avatar 3 a couple years after that that's already yeah. filming by the way yeah avatar 4 is already or yeah so that's and those are filming or going to be in post-production. So every two years after that, you're going to have Avatar 4 and 5. So, you know, if this is any indication of how much money this movie is going to make, they're going to have to print money. And I said this the other day, and I really believe this. This universe, and that's what this is, really a universe. This could be the next Star Wars. Not merchandising. But just in general, when you think about it, because you're following these characters, you are, you know, you're having a movie come out every couple of years. So it's not, you're, you know, totally hitting you over the head with it. And yeah, so I really believe that. And I wouldn't be shocked. Don't be shocked if one of these, you know, movies in the next four or five or six years gets nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. Just because of that. Honestly, well, so. it'll get an, I see it getting a nom. I mean, didn't, uh, in the first Avatar, well, I mean, they got nominations. I got nomination, but it didn't get Best Picture. I'm talking. In, oh, like a really Best believe. Picture nod. Yeah. yeah. If, they, if the script, well, I, okay. So I, I sort of take, well, I don't completely take back what I said about like, there's not going to be much like words and there's not going to be much character development. I have to say, uh, well, okay, maybe I was talking more about Michael Bay movies. But anyways, James Cameron kind of does that too, where he's like, I'm going to lean way heavy into the special effects. Now, Avatar was just such a lovely marriage 
of all of the things, not necessarily script because there wasn't actually a whole lot of talking, but the character development was very much the hero's journey. So I felt like it was clean. It worked really well. And so um, I think you're right. I think there's a great possibility that this could become so big like Star Wars for like a gen, the end of Gen Z and the beginning of Gen Alpha, especially. Um, because for the most part, it's pretty family friendly-ish, you know. Um, but it just, uh, I, I'm honestly, I've been like really excited for it because Avatar was just mind-blowing to me. So anybody who doesn't know, and I actually have to go see it. Uh, yes, no, th th this is true, ladies and gentlemen. I've not seen Avatar. However, it is getting re-released for Labor Day. So I am going to go see it and sit through two and a half hours and find out why everybody loves this movie so much. Wait, uh, that you in Avatar? I've never seen Avatar. Oh, no. <laughs> I know, I know. That one. Oh, my gosh. Well, wait. I don't feel like you can yeah. just watch it at home and have, like, a no, good No, 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 no. I'm going to go to the theater. Oh, thank it's God. Being, okay, good. It's being re-released in, in, yes, in theaters. Yes. Okay, that's what oh, I'm yeah, saying. Is okay, anyone oh, out yeah. there that has not seen it needs to see it in theaters. It's kind of like Maverick. You cannot watch Maverick for the first time in your home theater. Like, forget that. Which, not only that, I think they're going to enhance Avatar. I bet they're going to enhance it to a bunch of other, like, really cool technological new things that they didn't have back when they released it before. Oh, yeah. yeah. And by yeah, the no, way, speaking it. of um, speaking of Maverick, that was in its twelfth week. It made another one and a half million dollars. It's going to be on VOD, I think, next week, and it's only a million and a half dollars behind Infinity hmm. War. A million. It's probably I, I haven't looked at the numbers today, but by the weekend, for sure, it's going to pass Infinity War. Uh, okay. That's pretty crazy. Yes. I don't think it was better than Infinity War, to no, be honest. No, 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 I'm just saying that for domestic no, no, purposes. I mean, like, yep. yeah, I mean, the money, the money is important. And the fact that it's doing this is just insane. But at the same time, I am grateful that Maverick brought everyone back into theaters. Um, well, I think Spider-Man Spider No Way Home did that. I, to be honest with you, I really think Spider-Man No Way Home did that. Because okay. that was really the first movie, if you look at it, nobody th thought it was going to blow up for $250 million opening weekend. And then on top of all of that, it just stayed in the top five for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. So, I mean, and, and I will say one other thing about that that had a great advantage is that between that December window and, you know, I think a couple months in there, there wasn't anything really like a major blockbuster, not blockbuster, but a major picture that was coming out that was going to be there. So anyways, but yeah, so I wish we were just talking about Maverick. So the last thing on the radar today is Robert De Niro. And Robert De Niro actually just celebrated the birthday yesterday. But I think he's like 74 now, 75. He's up there. Uh, speaking of De Niro. Yeah, he's but the old, biggest. Man. Yeah. The biggest thing about De Niro is that he's going to be starring in a new movie called Wise Guy. And Wise Guy 
is being written by the same guy that wrote um, that wrote Goodfellas. So, yeah. So he he was born in Robert De Niro was born in 1943. So he just celebrated his my math is right 79th birthday. So, um, but yeah. So he he he's going to be starring in a new movie called Wise Guys. He's actually going to be playing opposite himself too. So kind of oh. like what Tom Hardy did in Legend a couple years ago. So as I said, yeah, it's going to be so it's going to be directed by Barry Levinson, who did um, Wag the Dog, but right, most notably known for um, Rain Man, and yeah. follows a crime boss, hmm, uh, Vito, of course, because it's Robert De Niro, ex- <laughs> exactly. Uh, Vito uh, Genovese and Frank Costello, who ran their respective families during the 20th century. And one of them tried to kill the other one and missed. But yeah, so I mean, that's going to be a fascinating just to see how he's going to play off each other, you know, himself. I'm curious to see who the other. So they've only announced De Niro. I'm really curious to see who they get to uh, come back and get as the other person. Because there are going to be other stars in there. I'll be very right. curious well, to see how that and, happens. And Robert's playing two of them. So. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, this, I know we were talking about Heat a little while ago. And you're having Barry Levinson directed, who's won an Academy Award for Rain Man. Mm-mm. I wonder. And Robert's had a great relationship with him. I don't know if you don't go get Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. Dude. Well, I mean, I like, everyone loves the mob people getting back together. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it would be great I mean, for Mob Mondays, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, speaking of, what a great segue and what a great co-host. Yeah, so speaking of Mob Mondays, that, that's going to, <laughs> so that's going to be, uh, that's going to be coming up uh, by the end of the month. So the first two episodes are going to be Speaking of Nicholas Paletti, who actually wrote Goodfellas, that's going to be the second film. Uh, the 2006 Best Picture winner, Good, uh, The Departed, is going to be the first film. You'll be getting both of those. Then we're going to be doing one a week after that. Uh, it's going to be $6.99 a month. And then we're going to be doing LA Confidential after that. Scarface after that. Anyways. Yay. Um, um, hey, um, starting yeah. so, a rewatch Wednesday. I would love to do that. Are we starting next it's, week? This is all going to be yeah, based I mean, on. We could do that. You, yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. You so uh, you know, I'm watch Steve watch Jobs. Uh, Doesn't Steve matter. Jobs. Steve Jobs. I'll watch Steve Jobs. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Cool. I'll sit down yeah, and um, watch it tonight. Then. This is a microphone to do podcasts with, and somehow it just makes me feel extra podcasty. So. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll um, just launch right into it since we're kind of, here in alaska it's really dreary in fall so i'm you know i don't really care about being outside so we'll just watch movies but <laughs> i will so a couple of things right off the top are like there's a couple of and we're going to be wrapping this up momentarily but there's going to be there's a lot of because of the the films that are not in the theaters right now there's a lot of streaming stuff that is i i'm starting to watch and like She-Hulk, I'm dying to sit down and watch the rest of this episode. I think this is going to be great. Um, the other one I'm really looking forward to seeing is um, Prey. 
on Hulu. Everybody I've been talking to says this is magnificent. The best, um, the best movie since Predator. And lastly, okay, the other okay. one so is. I've, been, I've never seen. I've never seen Predator, like ever. Really. The night. So, so Predator. 1987 movie starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers and yes. others. And no, I'm they, aware of what Yeah, but it's... My cousins were obsessed with it. Oh, yeah. So I, I got to sit down and watch Friday. And there's, of course, the big one that's dropping this Sunday, which I, you know, I, I said we were going to do, but, you know, I will be doing spaces for. And that's House of the Dragon. The prequel to Game of Thrones... Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to yes. get HBO Max and um, yes. sit down and watch this. And like, definitely, it's in. So it's just it looks so, really good. We're going to watch it together again. I'm hoping maybe we can get him on a pod. I don't even know which one we talk about it on. Maybe this one, but yeah, um, no, it's you do like 1700 podcasts, but yeah, uh, we'll be watching it for sure. I mean, we're big game of Thrones fans. We're all about the, you know, we're excited. I just really, really hope it's a home run because obviously oh, yeah. this game. first, this first episode, I think there's, if, if the love and care is taken as I think it, they will and I have think. done it, then I think this is just going to be, um, it's going to be an amazing show. So, and I know Perfect. that, from yeah. what I've heard, that they're going to um, do others down the pipeline. So that that's going to be Maybe interesting like to other, see. Other, lore other prequels, and yeah. Like rounds and stuff, yeah. yeah. Okay. That would, so honestly, that, I would love that. I would love an Arya Stark spinoff. Maybe when yeah. she's older, like when the actress has done like enough other projects there, she feels like she's like far enough away from Game of Thrones. It'd be sick if we she, she would like do some sort of spinoff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Macy Williams. I wouldn't be shocked if if she came back. I mean, you know, and, you know the other thing. I mean, kind of off topic. I'm gonna be curious to see how many people subscribe to this because let's face it, HBO right now is in the 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 toilet. I mean, well, with all the the stuff going on right now, they have everyone by the walls with this one. Like yeah, everybody, they really, <laughs> you hit it right on the head. They really, they really do. do. They they were like, oh, oh, you want your Game of Thrones? Oh, well, here you go. You know, like this, they're like dangling it, you know, and we're like, please. Is it, you please know, yeah. Throw. Well, I think, and I think the other reason too is anybody who's a massive Game of, Games of Thrones um, watcher, anybody will tell you that last season sucked. Oh, yeah, it was the worst. I want to say we covered sucked. It was terrible. Yeah, it was terrible for sure. Um, so it was this could be horrible. a redemption so that we almost like forget that ever happened. Like it was a fever dream. Exactly. Um, but yeah. Exactly. Well, so, yeah. now no, do we have anything was... else to talk about on the pod? I'm trying to think. I think we um, covered it all. Not, not this week. Um, but right. as I said, we, we've been talking about a lot of stuff coming up in this, this uh, not only streaming, but in general. So let's quickly, I'm going to be doing Twitter spaces on She-Hulk and yep. I'm going to be doing Twitter spaces on House of the Dragon. So anybody that wants to come join me, 
go for it. We can, I'd love to hear all your comments and thoughts and, and whatnot about that. Um, I do have, as far as podcasts are concerned, um, I do have a, a movie critic named Pat Walsh. We actually just did an interview the other day, ready to go up. So that's, we were talking about everything and anything about that. Um, and then, so she's going to, we're going to start rewatch Wednesdays. Uh, hopefully by the, the end of this month. So by the end of this month, the goal is to have, get you guys mob Mondays and rewatch Wednesdays. Each one of those is going to be a six ninety nine paywall. Don't worry, though. You're going to be getting a shout-out for each and every single podcast. Not only those, but all of the other ones. And um, don't forget, we have a Patreon. You can go to patreon.com. Check that out. Just type Real Talks into the search bar, and you'll see all of the levels we have there. They're pretty cheap. Don't worry. Yeah, guys, um, like, on, just give us a follow. I and, mean, yeah. yeah. Support the arts and basically, like, I'm not going to beg you, but basically I'm begging, like, please. So um, just do if, that, please. <laughs> if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, and I'm noticing a lot of people listening on Apple Podcasts, uh, they're listening, but they're not following. Follow us, guys. It's, it's free. It's not going to cost you anything. Um, you can hit me up, as I said on, on Twitter, when we talk movies or whatever. Where can they find you on social media, though? That's the question. Uh, they can find me on Instagram at Elisa Ivers, E-L-I-S-A-I-V-E-R-S. And then also, while you were busy getting your lanyard that showed me the flat top that you had, which you absolutely should never do again, um, I was telling the audience that I actually am a curly hair influencer on TikTok. Saying I'm an influencer honestly makes me cringe, but you know, whatever. Uh, brands pay me to do things, so I feel like that makes me entitled to uh, not cringe about it. But still, uh, I'm very into hair. So you can follow me on TikTok as well if you want. It has nothing to do with movies, though, whereas this podcast does have to do with movies. So there you go. Cool. All right. Um, I think that's it. Um, All right. Until until next week. I'm going to do the outro. All right. This has been Real Talks. Uh, I'm Elisa Ivers, and he's... Is David Steele. He's and, David Steele, and we are, and we appreciate you all, and uh, we'll see you another time. <laughs>